The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. I am. Uh, it's a family affair on the First Cut Podcast today. We've got uh, we've got Mark Immelman, who is a regular on here. Mark, how you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. How are you today? I'm good. And we've also got uh, Masters champion, uh, wine connoisseur, uh, and new <laughs> and and newly named Presidents Cup international captain, Trevor Immelman. Trevor, how are you doing? Hey Kyle, how's it going, man? It's great to join you guys. I'm good. What what is you know? It's such a whirlwind to 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 be named the the international president's cup captain. What what has there been a moment that you've had to yourself over these last few days where you just sat down and you're like, wow, this is this is crazy. I'm the youngest to ever do this. I'm following Ernie Els's footsteps. Have you had kind of a moment to yourself where you've been able to kind of kind of take it all in and internalize all of that? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I actually have, particularly because, you know, with the situation that the world is in right now, we're having to spend so much time at home. So I absolutely have had a few moments uh, where I've sat back and, you know, maybe been working on, uh, you know, some of the things that we're going to be rolling out over the next few days. And for sure, it's hit me. You know, it's it's an amazing honor, uh, something that I'm absolutely humbled by. And uh, really can't wait to, to get things going. The few times that I've had the opportunity uh, as a golfer to be part of a team, you know, it's not something that we get to experience all that often as golfers. But the few times that I have, I've just absolutely loved it. And so for me to have the ability to lead a group of world-class golfers like this, is uh, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Hey, Trev, you and I caught up yesterday, and I'm obviously over the moon for you. I mean, what an honor. And, and, and I mentioned this to you, and you were sort of quite humble in your response to me. So I want to ask you again. Um, you look through the list of international team captains, and, and you've got Peter Thompson and Gary Player and Nick Price and Ernie Els, and it's a role of Hall of Fame guys. And, and I said to you, I mean, like, you're a member of the Masters Club fraternity, which is a special group of golfers. And now you're a group of these, uh, you're part of these legends. Uh, put that into words, please. Yeah, it looks like our team is making a bit of a U-turn because I'm not quite that Hall of Fame caliber, but uh, it absolutely is, um, you know, quite humbling when I see that. Uh, definitely sort of rocks me back in my feet uh, to obviously know the history of our team and the captains that have come before me that have tried to shepherd our team, um, you know, to winning this trophy, which you know, we haven't quite frankly been very good at. But, uh, you know, something I really know a lot about being 
part of the leadership team for our previous President's Cup down in Australia was how much work that Ernie and the rest of us put into it to try and bridge the gaps, come up with a plan for the future, uh, something that we can build off of. And I must be honest, Mark, um, you know, the work that Ernie put in and the platform that he built for us, he invested so much of himself because uh, he just, uh, you know, thought that we had to come up with a blueprint that could work going forward. And uh, man, it almost did. We were right there knocking on the door on Sunday and unfortunately just came up a little bit short. But we learned so much as a group, uh, as a leadership group, but also um, as a team in general. Uh, and we'll uh, hopefully be putting all of that to slightly better use coming down the stretch uh, on Sunday in Charlotte. And we'll have a chance to actually get over that final hurdle, which is, uh, you know, a massive goal for all of us. Yeah. As a quick follow up to that, um, Ernie has been a f dear friend and a mentor to you. Mr. Player has been to both of us. Um from the team room, was there something that, sh that, that you took from Ernie else's leadership that, that you might parlay when you take up the reins in just a little while? Well, absolutely. I, you know, you're learning all the time, uh, watching all sorts of different leaders in all sorts of different environments. And, I, you know, you've got to put your own spin on it so that you can be authentic and so that your message comes through with the correct emotion at that particular moment. But... You know, with Ernie, he he had so many things, I thought, to his advantage being a leader. I mean, the guy is just a massive human being. He has an incredible presence about him. And so straight away, when he walks into the room, you, you can just feel that he's there. And, you know, Ernie in general is not really a big talker. He doesn't talk much. He doesn't talk about himself very much. He rather just lets everything unfold and when he gets on the golf course, lets his skill do the talking. But uh, that week, the times that he did speak up and the times that he did say something, it was so impactful on our group. Um, you know, it was so much fun to be a part of. As somebody that's known him since I was a little kid and spent a ton of time with him, I was so proud of the way he handled that. Uh, the leadership that he showed and the way that he took our team into his mind when we were in the locker room, the experiences that he was telling us about, uh, the way that he was explaining our, to our players how to play Royal Melbourne and how to pick that course apart to where you can really be a little bit more aggressive at times. It was such a great experience. And, you know, those are kinds of things that I'll be trying to learn from and put my own spin on it. But I would say this, that, you know, he's built such a nice platform for us to kick on from every single one of the players that was on that team knows exactly uh, what our formula is. And uh, so I don't think I'll, I'll have to get that jockeys whip out too much for these guys. Trevor, do you, do you think the, the president's cup over the years has become more important to the players that make the team? Because I think sometimes you look at it or I look at it from the U.S. perspective and I'm like, well, I, I don't know if that's ever going to be as important to the U.S. guys as the Ryder Cup. Maybe it is someday. But do you, do you see in the players over the course of the last, you know, 20, 25 years, has it become a more important thing that they're more invested in? 
Yeah, I absolutely do think so. You know, uh, Carl, you know, anything that's going to be created like that, it's going to have to take a little bit of time to start to set some roots and, 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 and grow into something special. And so, you know, if you're comparing the President's Cup to other team events, you know, it's still so very young. But absolutely, the players, particularly from our side, uh, you know, that only get this opportunity every couple of years, it's different to the American team that gets to play in some type of cup every year. I think it's becoming more and more important. And I think what happened in, in Melbourne at the end of last year was perfectly timed from a standpoint of a team of internationals coming in there. Shucks, you got to remember something. Our average world ranking on our team was 42 and a half. And the average world ranking of the American team was 12 and a half. So, you know, we came in there as giant underdogs. And for us to actually step up against a formidable uh, opponent and come so close to creating such a massive upset, I think that was a shot in the arm for the President's Cup. And I think that'll create some nice excitement going into the next one. At another iconic venue, uh, in Charlotte uh, at Quail Hollow, a venue that is uh, important to the PGA Tour and a great sporting town. I think it's going to be a great spectacle there. Well, and by that time, Sung J.M. will be like a five-time major winner, so it'll be... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Jeff, Jeff I'm going to let you in uh, that, that Carl heads up the Jordan Spieth fan club and, and, and he's the vice chairman of the Sung J.M. fan club. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I like it. That kid, you know, he is such a special talent and I got such a kick out of spending time with him uh, leading up to the event and obviously that while we were down there because he is just so humble and so eager to learn. He's just like a sponge. And everything that we would say, he was just, you could see it, him taking it in, taking it in. And he absolutely thrived on the opportunity to play on a golf course like that against the best players in the world. And it really was in a certain sense like a coming out party for him to get that much attention be able to prove to himself that he can stand up to that pressure and deliver and i think it's a huge catalyst in why some of these guys you look how our team has played since yeah. then you know cameron smith's winning adam scott winning sung jay winning so many of the guys playing well and then you have other guys knocking on the door nick taylor from canada winning at the at&t pebble beach you got a young south african eric van royen uh, there's a number of other youngsters that are also knocking on the door now and uh, hopefully make a nice run at getting onto this team. Trev, you mentioned these youngsters and we're thankful for your time. Just a few minutes left. You in your first President's Cup got picked by Gary Player. I mean, that's that's got to be the honor of all honors coming for a South African. I, I want you to share quick thoughts on 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 you as now the captain picking a few aspirin youngsters to be a part of your lineup. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting time. Uh, I think the most important thing for me is just going to be trying to find the right blend uh, with the guys that are going to automatically qualify and then filling up that team with people that I think, uh, number one, are going to bring a nice excitement to our team room. How are they going to add to our team um, from a mental and emotional standpoint? How do they play at Quail Hollow? Does their game suit that kind of a setup? So it's something that, uh, you know, is going to be a massive decision for me. And, uh, you know, I'll be leaning on uh, the assistants that I eventually name and 
uh, we'll make sure that we gather all the correct information and, and make the best decision possible. Trevor, I want to ask you real quick, uh, just how strange is it? I know the last time that we talked that we had kind of alluded to, you know, getting your game ready for Augusta and playing the Masters this year. Mm. How weird is it for it to be the first full week in April and and to not be down there, to be sitting in your house, albeit it's cool because you're talking about the President's Cup and, and being the captain, but just how weird is it to not be in Augusta? Yeah, so weird, Kyle. Um, but, you know... The last month has been so weird that it's sort of just one of those things that you're rolling with right now. But yeah, you know, when you look over the course of my career, I played my first Masters in 1999. And so, you know, this time in April has uh, been a huge part of my life and my career, making that trip up to Georgia and and, uh, getting to play in a tournament that has always been my favorite. So yeah, a little bit... uh, unnerving really at times to to know that the event is not going on this week but like I touched on earlier what the world is going through right now is just uh, man it's unprecedented and your heart goes out to everybody that's being affected uh, by this virus and we hope that we can get through this thing as quick as we can and uh, you know hold on to that schedule that we saw announced yesterday I thought it was a nice little distraction to get some good news out of that schedule that was announced and um, we'll hold thumbs so we can get uh, the PGA tour back up and running and back to Augusta in November. Um, talking of November, Trev, I know you've had a lot on your mind. Uh, have you given some thought to uh, the masters and what that course will play like uh, in early November? Yeah, I have, you know, I've been uh, fortunate enough to play it a number of times that time of year. Uh, it will be different. Uh, you just just look at the weather. I think that's going to be the main factor. From an actual golf course standpoint, if the golf course was in a bubble, so to speak, I don't think the course itself, uh, from a setup standpoint, will be all that different. But I think Mother Nature is going to play a huge role. You know, you're looking at average tempers, temperatures in April, right around 80 degrees, high 70s, and then average temperatures in November in the low 60s. And so... You know, that temperature change is a massive difference on the distance that the ball flies. And particularly with those colder temperatures, you're looking at that northerly wind coming in, which drastically changes the course compared to the way we played in April when, for the most part, we get some type of southerly. So you look at the differences. uh, Number one is going to be an absolute beast playing into some kind of wind. You've got 17 and 18 playing into the wind with some kind of northerly. I think the most important change from a scoring perspective is uh, that when that wind does switch to to that northerly, you're going to have three of the four par fives playing into some kind of wind. And when we think about Augusta National and the Masters, and particularly the play uh, on the second nine in on the weekend, you know, all those roars from the patrons is about the birdies and the eagles on the par fives. So maybe not quite the same scoring opportunities on the fives uh, when uh, in those kinds of conditions. So... It's going to be interesting to see, but I also think it's going to have, you know, there's so much mystique about Augusta National and the Masters. And winning that tournament, uh, pl- you know, never mind winning, playing in that tournament is it's like a career-defining moment. Uh, can you only imagine being uh, the first champion of the Masters to win in November? I mean, that would add <laughs> something even more special. It would be like the greatest <laughs> trivia question of all time. You know, so uh, just so 
it's just so nice right now to have something to look forward to. And uh, so, yeah, holding thumbs that we can get through this and, uh, and move on as a world and, and start getting back to, uh, you know, some of the things that we really love about our lives. Yeah, hey, and go and go world at the President's Cup now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, hey, Trevor, I, I know you got a busy day. I really appreciate your time. Your your Masters win was actually the second time I had ever been to Augusta. I attended with uh, – that was the first time I had been with my dad, so I have a lot of good memories from that week. I, I know obviously both you and Mark do as well. So uh, congrats on the anniversary of that, and uh, even more congrats on – being named the youngest captain of the uh, International President's Cup team. Best of luck, and we'll talk to you soon. Proud of you, buddy. Take care. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks so much. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there, and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order, plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Okay, Mark, that was fun. Uh, by the way, congrats on getting your brother on. It took him getting being named the President's Cup International <laughs> Captain to get him on our podcast. That's unbelievable. But I, I, I couldn't. I had nothing to do with this. This is our, our <laughs> in, indomitable producer Jacob Alex who did all of the work. No, I, I, I caught when when the news. Trev sent me a text yesterday. Um, I'm dating this, but the day before this call, and 
And it was just the hype video that the PGA Tour had put together for the next President's Cup. And and, and I had an inkling for a few weeks that this was happening. And when I saw this, man, I, I got goosebumps. And, and it just, it, it is the thrill of all thrills. Uh, you, I, I referenced some of those international team captains. I mean, think about Greg Norman, Peter Thompson, Gary Player, Nick Price, Ernie Ellis. I mean, these are legends of the game. And to now see my younger brother uh, be a part of that um highly decorated fraternity is is just uh, it's the thrill of a lifetime yeah and i think my big takeaway from from what he was talking about is just the time it takes to uh create uh you know what you need at a team event like that to make it great it, it does take a long time and i think i think what you hear even in in your questions and definitely in his answers is is you hear uh like pride over being part of a, a legacy of great captains and great participants in the president's cup. So it, it becomes less to me about the actual president's cup and more about like, wow, I'm walking in the, sh in the same shoes as Ernie Els or as Gary mm -hmm. player. And I think that has become one of the preeminent things about, uh, about the president's cup, especially for the international side. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And you, you referenced Mr. Player. I mean, he is, he has always held Trevor in high, high regard. And, and he spoke Trevor up in the biggest way as a young man coming out of South Africa. And he's always believed that Trevor had stardom inside of him. And, and, and to, I'm sure Mr. Trevor will lean on him as he will lean on Ernie. And the one thing, as I look at that list of captains uh, and, and you see these guys like a Thompson, you know, who was larger than life for the Australians and as Greg Norman was. And then you have Gary Player and Ernie Els, the same sort of thing. Um, Trevor will be a real player's captain. You know, he, he won't sort of rule from on high, if you will. I think he'll mix it up with the guys in the team room. And, and in the era in which we live, I think that will be well received. I mean, he'll almost be a guy in the Steve Stricker sort of an ilk. And so I, I feel like, and, and he spoke so, so well about the platform Ernie had set up. Uh, and and now I think Trevor will kick that on, but just be the kind of guy who will who will seek out perhaps the counsel of his assistant captains, definitely, but also some of the elder statesmen on his team. I mean, they guys playing on Trevor's team and Adam Scott and company are the, that are the same age as him, which I mm. think is really cool. And and then they can, I mean, they will feel comfortable to share their insights. And and there's nothing like insight from off the golf course. Do you think you'll be named assistant captain in the first wave or the second wave of announcements? <laughs> Me? I just want to. I just want to drive a car or something. I mean, I just, I just want to be there and 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 just and just get to experience it because golf has been so good to our family. Um, yeah. Golf has been golf is the reason why we're in the United States, to be honest with you, and and to have experienced what we have and to have looked on, you know, you know, sometimes with a front row seat to what Trevor's achieved and now this president's cup, which is a big deal. You asked about it for the, for the world. This is a big deal and, and it's gaining traction now. So to, to be close and watch it will be lots of fun. I was just looking through the, the former captains on the international side. I think it's only Trevor and Gary player that have won a masters and captain the international team for the president's cup. Well, you talk about that list of masters. I was looking through this yesterday morning, and there are some names in the Hall of Fame that never won a masters. Uh, Montgomery, Norman, DiVincenzo. I mean, the list is illustrious. And, 
and to and and you you reference the Masters. I mean, winning that event, Trevor spoke of it as his favorite event. I mean, it's a favorite event to many golfers around the world, and yeah. and to 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 win that and now be the captain. Uh, and, and Trevor's going to a place in Quail Hollow, which is a happy hunting ground for him. He uh, he lost in a playoff there to David Toms, um, and so he played real well. And then uh, I, I believe it was no, pardon pardon me, Jim Furyk, I think it was. Uh, in a playoff there on a rainy Sunday in, in Charlotte. And my parents lived just around the corner for a while. So it's kind of a bit of a homecoming, if you will. And so I, I, I think, I think everything bodes well right now. Uh, last thing that we need to talk about, cause you weren't on yesterday. It was me and Rick and, and Sean Martin of pjtour.com. Mm-hmm. I got to I got to know, Mark, did you cry yourself to sleep knowing that the masters would be played in November instead of April this year? <laughs> well, we'd been opining on this for a long time, and 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 Trevor talked about it. And when we caught up yesterday, we both sort of agreed that the news coming out was the shot in the arm that that just the world, the the, the golfing fans needed. And so, yeah, I was excited. I, everyone was excited. Um, you know, everyone was like thinking about how, this is going to be a, a bonanza of golf if you think about it. You've got a U.S. Open, a Ryder Cup, a Masters following shortly. You got all the playoff golf coming before then, if indeed it transpires. So, yeah, I was Jack, man, and I, and I'm looking forward to. I, I, I've said it. I've said it to you guys uh, that October is the best month for golf in Georgia. Uh, it gets a little cooler and more blustery, as Trevor points out, in November. But it's going to be incredible. It, it's going to be so cool. Well, and I think, you know, I was kind of doing the math on this after our podcast yesterday, but if you go, so PGA Championship, now again, this seems ambitious to me to be able to start it by August 6th, but it's supposed to start August 6th. If you go from August 6th of 2020 to like August 1 of 2021, you've got two PGAs, <laughs> you, got two, you got two PGAs, two Masters, two US Opens, an Open Championship, a Ryder Cup, and an Olympics. So that's, see, that's why... That's why I love you, Carl, because I saw your tweet this morning. I was awake at like 4 a.m. So uh, I was texting Jacob at a, a decent hour of 530, <laughs> I think it was. Um, and and, and I, I saw your tweet and I'm like, I love this guy because he thinks like this. And you got my mind spinning, you know, as to what as golf fans we can look forward to over the next what now? I mean, because it all seems so grim now. Yeah. But from August, if it happens through the following August, I mean... Goodness gracious, I'm going to need a, need a tranquilizer by some <laughs> stage, I'm sure. Between that and and football and yeah, I just I, I'm I oh, you know, I thought that I thought Webb Simpson said it well yesterday. I think he said this to Todd Lewis of Golf Channel, but he was just talking about, look, just having dates on the schedule is motivating and hopeful. Now, whether they transpire again, I I have no idea. I don't know that anybody truly knows how this is going to go, but just the fact that they're on there gives you something. It it it, it removes some of the ambiguity, and and I think you've heard that from guys. Is like, I'm not practicing because I don't know what I'm practicing for. I don't know when I'm ever going to play again, which sounds crazy, but it 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 was true up until yesterday. Finally, you've got some solid dates on the schedule that that hopefully take place later on this year. And wasn't it just so perfect that? Uh, Augusta National would uh, and the tour would release this on Mon- on Masters Monday. You know, one of the the great Mondays in golf on the calendar, and and this news comes out, and then to to then Trevor's announcement on Tuesday morning, which I believe, as far as I know, was supposed to come out a little pr- a little earlier, 
but they just pushed this and, and, and the timing of it all was perfect. And, and it does give folks hope. Uh, and, and, and hope is what galvanizes and hope is what drives the young guy or the young girl to the practice tee to go and practice that putt to win the masters or whatever, you know, everyone lives in hope. And so I think the hope is a big part of it. And now the, I can sense a renewed energy and, and, not just the golfing world, because this announcement was made and all the other sports are waiting too. So uh, I think this is uh, a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's all we got today. We got a ton coming up uh, the rest of the week as we continue our Masters Week. We've got uh, an interview with Ian Poulter. I think Rick is like simulating the Masters on his <laughs> spreadsheets and Xbox. And I, I don't know. He's Is it he's, on the YouTube? I think I think whoever wins might actually go down as an official Masters winner. Uh, so that's fun for for, for him. Uh, we uh, what, did, what, uh, knowing Rick, he must get an iridescent jacket. Or what, what color is the jacket? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like uh, day glow green. I think uh, you, you can go back. We had a couple of pods yesterday talking about uh, what did we talk about? We talked about Masters facts. We talked about. Uh, the new PJ Tour schedule announcement, and then follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I know you're on Instagram, Mark, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make my way on Instagram with these Insta lives and all this sort of stuff. You know, let, let's not forget, folks. I'm 49, uh, but but in my head, I think I'm about 29. Yeah. Well, that's. I think we're all there. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at First Cut Pod, and that's where uh, that's where producer Jacob is is pumping out all our contacts. So. Uh, excuse me, content. He's been awesome with that, and you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Mark, we will talk soon, and happy Masters Week, even though the golf isn't being played. It's Masters Tuesday, isn't it great? I've got my sweat, my, my Masters t-shirt on. I've got my Masters mug filled with coffee. It's going to be a good day, Kyle. <laughs> I miss being there, but uh, it's still fun to talk to you. We'll talk soon, Mark. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.